Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, good morning, Life Change Church. I'm so glad that you've logged on to social media today so that we can be together. I think this is probably about week four of Cyber Church, and I'm so thankful uh, for technology and for a God who meets us exactly where we are. Since the beginning of the year, we've been studying the Jesus, the center figure of our faith. We started with who he was as a man. Uh, then we looked at his teachings. And over the last several weeks, we've looked at the miracles of Jesus. And all of this is leading up to next week, Easter Sunday. And I just want to tell you how thankful I am that you're still a part of this. We know it's Palm Sunday today. We know that Easter is next week, and we know it's going to look a little different, but here's what is not. Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and for that we can rejoice. One consistent theme that we've seen throughout studying the miracles of Jesus is that he meets us exactly where we are, and kind of the central statement um, for, for this section on the series of Jesus, these miracles that we've been studying, is simply this. Our problems are an opportunity for a miracle. Our problems are an opportunity for a miracle. We looked at the, the wedding where Jesus turned water into wine. They had run out, and Jesus miraculously made more wine. The official son who was sick, Jesus miraculously healed him from a distance. The disabled man was miraculously made able. And Jesus miraculously brings calm to our storm. And each one of their sto- these stories, there was a problem. Each one of these stories, there was a moment of crisis and conflict. Yet in each one of the stories, Jesus provided a solution by doing a miracle. And today we're going to look at the healing of a blind man. Now when I think about being blind, I think of not being able to see at all. I'm reminded of a time that I went caving while I was in Bible college. And I'm talking about a real cave, not one of these commercial caves uh, like Mammoth Cave. This was a legit cave. There was no electricity in it. Once we got deep into the belly of the cave, we all turned our headlamps out and you legit could not see your hand in front of your face. It was total darkness. When I think about blindness, I think about not being able to navigate. Again, going back to that cave, couldn't even see your hand in front of your face. That made navigation pretty difficult. I think of not being able to find my way where I'm going. When I think about blindness, I think of not being able to see solutions. I think that if we're honest, right now we're all facing a type of blindness. The reality is this. None of us really can see where any of this is going now. I mean, if you would have thought in November and December when we first started hearing about COVID-19 overseas and in China, if you would fast forward just a few months to where we are today, I don't think any of us would have believed it. And certainly right now, there is a lot of unforeseen things happening in our 
world and really right here within our own community. In fact, there's probably more unseeable around us right now than there is what we can see. When I think about blindness, I think it's probably pretty scary. But here's the good news. Our problems are an opportunity for miracles. Jesus can take us from blindness to restored sight. This morning's text comes from John chapter 9. So if you have your Bible with you, if you have version, you can go ahead and turn there. Uh, but that's where we're going to be. I'm reading out of um, the New American Standard Version this morning. And so I'm going to begin. This is John chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. And as he passed by, he saw a blind man from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? I think that there's something important that we need to see here. First of all, this man was blind and he was a beggar and he would have been in the same place. So Jesus and his disciples would have passed him by many times. But this particular time, the disciples stop and they engage with Jesus in this moment. They're intrigued here. Perhaps it's because they've seen Jesus do many miracles recently and his teachings were really beginning to catch fire and his fame was spreading but for whatever the reason the disciples engaged jesus over this man that they had seen before and the first thing that they do is they look to find blame who is at fault for the man's problems whose sin caused this man's blindness is it because of the man's father or is it because of his mother? They were focused on the problem instead of the solution. Now, I don't know about you, but I do know about me. And one of my first tendencies is to blame when problems arise in my personal life. Honestly, this is an area where God is challenging me right now. Quit being problem-focused and blame-focused and start being solution focused what about you when you're facing a crisis when you're in a problem maybe you're in a moment of blindness do you look to blame others or do you look for the solution let's see what jesus says this is verse three and five we're going to pick up our reading jesus answered and said it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents but it was in order that the works of god might be displayed in him we must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day night is coming when no man can work while i'm in the world i am the light of the world so jesus tells him listen it wasn't the man who sinned and it wasn't the parents who sinned you're missing the point you're focusing on the problem instead of focusing on the problem let's Focus on the solution. And he goes so far as to say that he is the solution. Right? Listen to what he says again. While I am the world, I am the light of the world. Right there, Jesus is declaring he is the solution. So friends, it really doesn't matter what kind of problem we're facing. Jesus is the solution. 
Now, we've talked about different kinds of blindness this morning. I'm not physically blinded to the point I can't see, but without my glasses, my sight is certainly limited. But we have had other kinds of blindness. And sometimes our problems seem bigger than what they really are because we're blinded by the problem. Friends, Jesus is telling you today that he's the solution. Your problem is an opportunity for a miracle. Now this story gives new meaning to the phrase, just rub a little dirt in it. Let's see why. Verse 6. When Jesus had said this, he spat on the ground, and he made clay of spittle, and he applied clay to the man's eyes. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. And so he went and washed, and he came back seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and those who previously saw him as a beggar were saying, Is not this the one who used to sit and beg? Others were saying, This is he. Still others were saying, No, but it was like him. And he kept saying, I'm the one. Therefore they were saying to him, How then were your eyes opened? And he answered, the man is called, the man called Jesus made clay and he anointed my eyes and said to me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went away and I washed and I received my sight. So Jesus literally makes mud and rubs some dirt on the man's eyes. Now, right now, we're living in a time that we're told just a few droplets of spit can cause great harm. Imagine if the man could see Jesus spitting into the ground, making mud, and then putting it on his eyes. I have a feeling he might not be down with that. I certainly would not be. But regardless of the method that Jesus chose, Jesus healed the man. So that's what we need to focus on. Again, Jesus is the answer. He is the solution. He provided a way. The man went and washed, and his eyes were open. Jesus met him right where he was, right in the middle of his problem, right in the middle of his crisis. Friends, I don't know what you're facing through this situation of COVID. Maybe there was something you were dealing with before that seems insurmountable. What I want you to know this morning is that Jesus is there. He's right there with you. And He's telling you that He is the solution. So let's see what happens. The people who had known Him, because He begged in the same place time and time again, those who had seen Him, they began to question if He was the beggar and how He got His sight. Is this the one? Some said yes, some said no, but it looks like the one, but it can't be the one because now He can see. The man told him what happened. Hey, Jesus put mud on my eyes, and then he told me to go wash. I did it, and I could see. Don't miss this part, church. Jesus gave the man an instruction. The man was obedient, and as a result of his obedience, he received the promise. See, Jesus wanted to heal him. He wanted to give him his eyesight, but it required the man's obedience. Our problems are an opportunity for a miracle, but miracles require our obedience. Now, for time's sake, I'm going to kind of fast forward through the middle. 
of the story. It was kind of typical Pharisee stuff. If you know the Bible, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The Pharisees heard that Jesus had touched this man. It again happened to be on the Sabbath. We talked about that last week. So what happens? The Pharisees get angry and they look for a reason to blame Jesus and to accuse him of being a false teacher. Because you're not supposed to do any works on the Sabbath. And here he is, he healed this blind guy. So then they hammer the blind guy with some questions. And they don't believe his answers. Now this is a guy that they know sat and they begged and he was blind. And now he can see. He tells them what happened and they don't believe him. So then they call for the man's parents. Get the parents. And they start to ask the parents the questions. Well, the parents are too scared of the Pharisees. So they don't say anything. They're afraid of getting exiled from the temple. So their response to the Pharisees is, hey, ask our son. So the Pharisees call for him again. They hammer him again. It reminds me of a police drama where the detectives are just hounding and hounding and hounding a suspect just to get a confession. You know the kind that I'm talking about. You've seen the TV shows. That's what I picture in my brain when I think of this moment. They're still accusing the man of lying, and they're still accusing Jesus of being a sinner. And so this is where we're going to pick up in the story. I love the blind guy's response. This is verse 25. So John chapter 9, verse 25. This is where we're picking up. This is the man. He therefore answered, whether he, speaking of Jesus, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing, however, that I do know is whereas I was blind, now I see. They said, therefore, to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you didn't listen. Why? Do you want to hear it again? You do not want to become his disciples too, do you? And they reviled him. And he said, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, well, here's an amazing thing, that you don't know where he's from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does his will, he hears him. Since the beginning of time, it has never been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, you are born entirely in sin, and you're teaching us? And they put him out. <laughs> so let me summarize this. For you a little bit put it in a nutshell right there's a problem this man is blind the disciples see him they instantly want to place the blame jesus says hey don't be focused on the problem be focused on the solution the man's sight is healed and as a result he sees things differently and not only does he see things differently but others see him differently Friends, when God moves in your life, when he does a miracle, he acts on your behalf, you're going to see things differently. 
Others will also see you differently. Some good. The crowd who saw him, they began to question, what happened? Tell us, how did you get your sight back? They were intrigued. They were excited. They wanted to know. And then when he told them it was Jesus, they wanted to know where he was. But not everybody will see your difference as good. The Pharisees were disgusted. They were angered, and they didn't even believe him, so much so that the blind man had to use sarcasm to communicate with them. And then he was thrown out of the temple. In my own personal life, this makes me think of my wife. See, most of you, or some of you anyway, know her story. For many, many years, she just did her own thing. She was raised Catholic, thought she was good. And then at 34, she found herself um, single and pregnant, right? In fact, today, the day we're recording this, April 2nd, it's, it's my son's birthday right now. It's that little boy's birthday that she was pregnant with. He turned 11 today. So she's pregnant. She's in crisis mode. What am I going to do? She has a problem. It was during that time that she found Jesus Christ. And he totally changed and altered the direction of her life. As a result of meeting Jesus, she learned to see things differently. Also as a result of meeting Jesus, others saw her differently. In fact, there have been people in our family, some people that don't even know Jesus, that have said the single turning point in my wife's life was the moment she discovered her faith. There are others that knew her from back in the day that call her fake. Regardless, friends, the reality is this. When you meet Jesus, when he moves in your life, you're going to see things differently. And those around you will see you differently as well. I want to begin or pick up reading in verse 35. Jesus heard that they had put the man out and finding him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? He answered and said, who is he? Lord, that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, you have both seen him and he is the one who is talking with you. And he said, Lord, I believe and he worshiped. See, Jesus completes things in our life. He just doesn't do miracles just to do miracles. He completes things. He asked the man, do you believe? And the man said, who? Who is the Lord? And he said, it's me. And the man said, I believe. Listen, just a few clothing thoughts. Maybe as I've been talking this morning, you think that this doesn't apply to you because you can see just fine. You're not physically blind. Um, you're doing fine as we navigate through this situation with COVID. There's not anything in your life that you really don't have clear sight of. Um, again, it's pretty, pretty obvious that I wear glasses, right? Um, the reality is this. I have bifocals and I'm in need of a new pair. In fact, typically when I read, I have to take my glasses off. If you've ever worn glasses, um, one of the things that you'll learn is how much you can't see when you get a new prescription, right? I've been putting off getting a new prescription because I don't like going to the eye doctors. I don't like going through that one or two or three or four. And what's worse than all that is the puff of air that they shoot into your eye. I've been wearing glasses since I was in third grade. 
every time I get a new prescription, every time I get a new pair of glasses, I realize just how much I couldn't see in my own my old glasses. And so friends, I really don't know where you are today, what areas of blindness you're facing. And again, maybe you don't think you have any in your life. I want to encourage you to remember the story of the glasses that I just told. Maybe you have more blindness in your life than you think. In fact, the Bible teaches us if we've never accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're spiritually blind. Maybe somebody out there this morning doesn't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know the God of the miracles that we've been talking about, of the turning the water into the wine and, and healing the officer's son and walking on the water, healing this blind man. Maybe you don't know what it's like to have faith in your problems that Jesus still wants to perform on your behalf, to do miracles, to change your course. The Bible tells us you're spiritually blind. Friends, this morning you can start to spiritually see if you simply follow the instruction in the Word, which is, do you believe on me? And the man said, yes. Yes, I believe. Maybe some of you have an actual ailment. Maybe some of you are ill. Maybe some of you are sick. And you do need a physical healing. Listen, friends, in the same way that Jesus healed the blind man, Jesus can heal you. Now, am I here to say it happens every time? No, that's not my role. My role is to encourage you to pray and to pray with you, to encourage you in your faith, to encourage you to be obedient to whatever Jesus is asking of you, and then set back and trust God. Sometimes he heals. We also know sometimes he doesn't. My job's to encourage you. Maybe some of you, like the Pharisees, think you're totally fine with God. You follow him, you serve him, you do all the good, you do all the right, you know what to do. You think you're fine. We see over and over throughout the Scripture that the Pharisees were not fine. They couldn't see past the end of their nose. Church, I want to encourage you this morning. Don't be stuck in your blindness. Let Jesus adjust your vision. Let Him provide sight for you for a couple of reasons. Number one, so that you see yourself the way He sees you, which is a child of God. So you see yourself the way He sees you, which is a child of God. And then number two, so you see others the way He sees them, which is also as a child of God. Through this passage of Scripture, I really, really believe that God's telling us a couple of things. First, stop looking to place blame. Stop looking to place blame, church. Second, focus on the solution. Jesus is the solution. Our problems are an opportunity for a miracle, church. Three is to be obedient. Again, Jesus gave the man an instruction, and the man said, because I followed his instruction, I received my sight. What's Jesus asking of you today, church? What's he asking you to do? Are you being obedient? I would encourage you to do so. And then finally, be okay with others seeing you differently, both the good and the bad. They're not your judge. Jesus is.
Know that we are praying with you as we continue to navigate these waters called COVID-19. Um, typically, we have an opportunity for you to put a prayer request on the cross or to fill out a connect card and praise over those on Tuesdays. Obviously, we can't do that during these times. But I do want to encourage you, if something I said this morning kind of hit a note with you, maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, and you do want prayer, then I'm going to encourage you to email Pastor Corbin throughout the week. You can email me. Um, we'll keep those confidential. We will pray with you. We will call you. We will encourage you. And then finally, church, don't walk alone during this time. We're still met for fellowship. We can't physically be together, but call somebody, FaceTime somebody, Zoom somebody. Still make sure you're connected. Life Change Church is always a blessing to be with you. I love you guys. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you, to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.